Welcome to today's episode of the Aim For You Ladies podcast, where we focus on self-acceptance, our mindset, and living our best life. I'm your host, Sophia Tuckett. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Today, I'm exploring finding your sexy. We all can feel sexy without having a partner, ladies. I have invited Kelsey Valletta to join me on this topic, and there's two reasons for that. Kelsey is a certified self-love confidence coach, and she's the host of Find Your Sexy podcast. And when I found Kelsey originally, I thought, this is really cool. She's already talking about finding your sexy. Why not have her on the podcast with me to discuss and explore what sexy really means and for you listeners to take on finding your sexy with a new added awareness that you do not need anyone else to define your sexy other than you. Let's get started. Hi, Kelsey. How are you? Hi, I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for sharing this space with me. I'm really happy that you're here. And I just want you to share with us how you got to the point where you started your podcast based on finding your sexy. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's such an honor. And oh my goodness, where do I begin? I'll try to keep it short. But for as long as I can remember, I was that person always telling my friends how amazing they were, right? Like high school, college, whenever someone was doubting themselves, telling them how beautiful they were, telling them how sexy they were, they were work of art. Um, And of course I'm human. I've had my moments too, but it's always been a conversation that has been natural for me. And I've always wanted to dive in deeper. So in 2019, I don't know why, but I just had an itch to start a podcast. I had literally listened to one true crime podcast ever. And I was like, this is cool. I could do this. Let me, let me start a podcast. I do come from a background of filmmaking. So I'm very familiar with a lot of what goes into the audio side of everything. So I just kind of Googled my way through it and figured out how to start a podcast and I knew that I wanted it to be a safe space for women to come on and talk about this idea of sexy, talk about the stigmas, talk about what we've been taught a sexy woman is and break down some of those barriers, redefine it for ourselves. And it's so interesting because through those conversations with women on the podcast, we all realized that we were more alike than we thought right? Like we started to have these open conversations and realized like, oh my gosh, you, you felt this way growing up. So did I, right. You've had these, these insecurities, or you've been kind of living in this box because you felt like you had to, in order to be desirable by a man or society, like, oh my gosh, we're, we're more like than I thought. And I also realized during those conversations that there was such a need for support around, women understanding that they are worthy of prioritizing them, the relationship that they have with themselves, which is also a strong self-love practice and that it's not selfish. So from there, I actually started my coaching business, which came from the podcast, which is kind of backwards of how most people end up having a podcast with a business, but it all just kind of fell in line of how it was supposed to be. And 
I love that I get to work with women around this every single day. I could talk about it forever. I believe it. (laughs) And I feel you on that. Um, So when I listened to your very first podcast, you Mm -hmm. spoke about um, the acronym. You created an acronym for us sexy. And I thought that was interesting. Can you share that with us? Yeah, of course. So I created the sexy acronym, which are four areas that I think every person needs to get clear on in order to feel the sexiest they possibly can in their own skin, whatever that means to them. Right. So the, the acronym is, is as follows. So the S stands for satisfy. So it's important to really get clear on the things that satisfy you and bring you joy in life, no matter how big or small those things may be, and make sure that you are incorporating those things into your day. Because at the end of the day, like those are the things that matter in life. And I say no matter how big or small, because sometimes it can be something as simple as getting like your coffee in the morning. For me, I'm a tea person. When I go get my iced tea in the morning, Like I do a happy dance. It just makes me so happy. It fills my soul. That is such a small thing. Or there's something, you know, larger, like things that really satisfy me are having these deep conversations with other women or spending quality time with my family, getting to go outside and play with my dog. Right. So making a list, like literally making a list of what those things are for you. And then looking at where you can add more of these things into your day-to-day life. Now, the next part of the sexy acronym is the E, which is ego. And I love this one because I feel like the word ego has such a bad rap. And I really like to break down the difference. So we have our unhealthy ego and then we have our healthy ego. And our unhealthy ego is the part of our ego that, you know, makes us feel like we're important, makes us feel like we have to prove something where our healthy ego is really important. We need our ego. We need to have a relationship with our ego because our ego is really the relationship that we have with ourselves, our self-esteem, our self-worth. And if we nurture and feed the healthy side of our ego, that is what's going to build the relationship that we have with ourselves, build our confidence, you know, just totally transform how we view ourselves. So we get to pick which side we feed, our healthy ego or our unhealthy ego. So I always like to start the conversation with that. Um, And we just explore like what that relationship looks like with your self-esteem right now compared to where it has been right throughout your life and acknowledging, you know, how far that you have come and understanding that there's going to be ups and downs. Like it's not a destination that you reach and then you're just totally at peace and you have great self-esteem and you never have to work on it again a day in your life. Yeah. But it's important to really be honest with yourself and get clear on where you stand with your ego. So then we move on to the X, which is external opinions. And again, it requires us to get brutally honest with ourselves about how much we let the opinions of others impact the decisions that we make in our life and impact who we are as a person. And this is always such an interesting conversation to have with people because I feel like everyone has different varying levels of how much they care about what other people think about them. And, 
Yes. Obviously it is human nature. Like if you are a compassionate, emotionally attached person, you're going to care about what certain people think about you in your life. And you're going to want to carry yourself a certain way and make certain people proud. And all of that is, is healthy where it gets unhealthy is when you're trying to prove yourself to other people. When you make decisions about who you are, what you stand for, or what you even do in your life, maybe it's a career, maybe it's um, the way that you choose to outwardly express yourself. Yeah. Sometimes we decide to not do certain things because we're afraid of what other people are going to think. So really getting clear on that is important. Yeah. And I was just going to even add to that. I do think it's a little bit of a trick bag <laughs> and this totally. is a topic I'm going to um, do a, a show on because at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter if it's your parents. I really don't care who your parents were when they raised you and who you are today has nothing to do with where you need to, or how you need to express yourself. Because your expectations of your parents is what they were then. And just because they have this expectation of you now as an adult doesn't mean you have to honor it if it doesn't sit right with you, period. Exactly. Yeah, like having these, um, like having these thoughts of, you know, other people's expectations of you, it's, it's a trick bag. You really just need to honor your own expectations of yourself and get clear on that because nothing else matters. It's you against you each day. There is no competition. And if your parents, for example, can't accept that, well, that's okay too, but you don't have to change who you are to fit into a box. Exactly. Because overall, it's going to impact the quality of your life, of the one life that you have that you get to live with yourself. And I feel like going off of what you said, half the time, it's not even an expectation that anybody else really ever did put on us. It's an expectation that we put on ourselves based on something we projected thinking that they were going to put this expectation on us. Totally. And that's why it's so important to actually like really be honest with yourself and get clear on where these expectations are coming from. And if you are, you know, adjusting certain things in your life in order to please others, instead of doing them or making these decisions because they feel right for you. Right. So it's like the perception of it, right? You have this idea of what you should be, but really does it sit right with you? And is that idea truly yours or is it the story that you're telling yourself? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's, it's not an easy thing to do, but it's one of the most important things that anyone can do in order to better understand who they are, especially if they want to grow the relationship they have with themselves. Exactly. And I was just going to say, it comes down to self-trust. Mm-hmm. That sense of authenticity and seriously reflecting with yourself, because this this is kind of like one of the biggest steps I find that's hard with some of the clients I have. It's like you need to be honest with yourself how you want to show up and just move away from expectations on every level, because it's all about you <laughs> all day, yeah. every day, all about you. Yeah. And of course, it's easier said than done, right? Oh, yeah. Like, and that's why it's a practice. That's why we have to practice these things every day because they become easier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, so then the last part of the sexy acronym is the Y, which stands for yearn. So this yearn portion is honestly probably my favorite to explore with, with clients and guests on, on the podcast, because this is where I really want you to allow yourself to dream and have fun. And this is when you ask yourself, what is next for me? What am I looking forward to in the future? What are some of my biggest goals and dreams? What am I yearning for? Because any of it is possible. And I love ending this acronym on such an an exciting conversation. I feel like it's kind of interesting because it starts pretty simple with like really getting clear on things that satisfy you, seeing where you can add those into your day. And then we dive really deep with the ego and the external opinions. And you really have to be honest with yourself, maybe face some demons, like really get clear. And then we end with some fun about like really getting excited about what you can do and what you can accomplish and understanding, understanding that you can make anything happen that you want for yourself, especially once you get clear on who you are, what you stand for, what makes you feel sexy in your own skin, defining it for yourself because nothing else matters. Yeah. So that's the sexy acronym. I love it. I love it. And yearn is just, to me, I think it's perfect ending. You know what I mean? Because totally. Even with yearn, it makes me think of like different ways. It doesn't even matter if it's goals. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It could be just yeah. how, are, how do you want to feel sexy today? Asking yeah. yourself, you know, what can I do to feel sexy? Am I going to play up my makeup? Am I going to actually wear something sexy? Or am I just going to dance, move to some music and get my mood right and continue yeah. on my day? Even if that's just like a midday dance off, you know what I mean? Making lunch or whatever. Totally. It's so funny you say that because actually before we sat down to record, my morning did not go according to plan. I had like, I, my, my workouts, I'm trying, I fell off the wagon the past year because my life got so hectic and I made a commitment to myself that I was going to get back to the bar studio that I go to that I absolutely love. It fills my soul. I had a class scheduled today, was on my way, realized I forgot my computer charger and I needed it for the rest of the day. And it was a non-negotiable. Like I was not going to be able to get work done unless I had this. So I had to cancel my workout. I had to go back and get my computer charger. And I was stressed out. I was stressed out. And I felt like it was affecting my mood. I was grumpy. I was starting to get negative. So I came home and I told myself before, before I hop on this call with Sophia, what I feel like I need, because I had to really reflect inward and think, what do I need right now? Like I need to get my mind right. What do I need? You know what I need? is a five minute meditation. Even if I only have five minutes, I need to allow myself to sit down, breathe, shut off my mind, let it reset. It's so true. And that's what I felt like my body and mind and soul was yearning for in that moment was a reset. And I was a different person five minutes later. <laughs> it makes such a big difference. Totally. Do you know what? My morning didn't go well either. And the difference was for me is I had to do that dance after dropping the kids off. We were late, all this. And I was like, I'm in such a funk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just, I literally put on some cold play living room, yes. full song, like six minutes, cold play song. What is it? Adventure of a lifetime. And I'm dancing by myself. Cause I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be in a great mood if I don't get this done. And I completely can relate to that. 
Well, because that energy, it's just stagnant energy that's then stuck inside of you. And in that case, it's like, you feel like it feels hectic. Like I was feeling frustrated. You have to get it out somehow. So for you, that was through movement and dancing. For me, it was like, I did like breath work and like serious breathing. And I was just pushing that, that negative energy out. And it makes such a difference, but like to, to kind of bring it back to the whole aspect of ending this on yearn, it's so important to just listen to what our, our body or our soul or our mind is telling us that we need, because that's what we are yearning for in the moment. So to just to take it, to take it from like big picture of what are you yearning for in your life or what's next for you into like, what are you yearning for in this moment? Like what's going to help you feel more connected to who you are, get more grounded, come back to this space. And I feel like we need to just try to honor those moments when they show up. And I'm proud of both of us for doing that this morning. Virtual high five. Girl. Virtual high five. I love it. <laughs> and to add to that though, um, you know, we need to be, I think, you know, we need to be deliberate with yearn. You know, we, we're talking about goals and stuff too, but like if we are deliberately looking and not even looking, just asking, what do I need right now? Yeah. Dance. I need to meditate. I need to breathe. I need to slow down. Whatever it is, like you said, it's stagnant energy. Just take it and go with the first thing that comes to mind. Even if it feels like logically it makes no sense, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all you can do. And so- it'll it'll make sense after you do it. Like after you do it, it'll make sense why you felt the call to do that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you just share three tips? on how listeners can find their sexy. Yes. Well, so many things. Um, okay. I will start by sharing what I'll do is I'll share some of the basic, most important, most fundamental things that I work with every one of my clients on. And there's some of, I don't want to say the easiest that's, that's not the right word, but some of the, I'll say simplest things you can start doing right now in order to feel sexier in your own skin. And you'll start to uncover what that means to you and start to define that for yourself. Yep. But the first one is going to be determining what boxes you have been living in. Oh, I like that. So this is another one that's going to require you. We, pretty much I'm always going to require you to go inward and do some work. And that's where the real magic lies. But the first step is determining what boxes you have been living in. And this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Are these boxes that perhaps someone in your life has put you in maybe boxes that you've been trapped in by society? Maybe these are boxes that you've put yourself in over time because you feel like as long as you're living in this box and you have these labels on you, it'll be easier for other people to understand you. Safe. Right. Like so often, yes, it feels safe. We don't want to inconvenience anybody else. So if I put myself in this box, then you'll understand me better. And it's human nature to want to be understood. So that feels like a safe bet. But Oftentimes when we live our lives in these boxes, we aren't able to fully express who we are in the ways that we want to feel like we can express who we are. And that stifles what we do with our lives. So I would say 
really getting clear on what boxes that you've been living in. So sit down and without any judgment, like no judgment is allowed when doing any of these exercises. I want you to write down any words that you feel like other people would use to label you as whether you agree with them or not. Like how would other people describe you? How would they label you write down all those words? And then I want you to circle the ones that you don't want to claim. Like you don't want to claim those as words that are used to describe you. And then I want you to make a separate list of all of the words that you would use to define yourself. And that's a very simple exercise, but when you are feeling like you are having trouble being able to fully express who you are, I want you to come back to this list of how you would describe yourself versus the words that you choose not to claim. So that's the first step. And from there, we can start to build our own affirmations. So from that list of the words that you use to describe yourself, like not to put you on the spot, but Sophia, like what are a couple words that you feel like you want to be known for? Like, these are words people would use to label you as and describe you. Um, I don't know, inspirational, um, motivating and right. Yeah, Uh, totally. I'm so optimistic. So yeah, those would be my three. Yeah. And that's great. So like motivational, inspirational and optimistic which I love. I'm already like getting those things from you the few times that we've, that we've spoken. But once you have some of those words, then you can start to create affirmations for yourself. And this kind of goes into the next portion, which is number one, if you take anything away from this call, if you know me or this call, we're on a call, anything away from this podcast episode. And if you know me at all, if you follow me, you know how important I think mirror work is getting in front of the mirror and talking to yourself. And this is where you can use these affirmations. This is where you can use those words that you use, motivational, inspirational, optimistic, and have conversations with yourself, letting yourself know. And I'll use your words as an example, as if I'm talking to myself, like Kelsey, you are so inspirational. I'm so proud of you for how you choose to show up every single day with so much optimism and you always choose to see the good in every person and every situation. I'm so proud of you for not only keeping yourself motivated, but for going out there and motivating other people to get in front of the mirror, like you're doing right now and talk to yourself because this is where the magic happens. And yes. And the reason that I say to do this in front of the mirror instead of, I mean, you can, of course, just say your affirmations, talk to yourself in life. I am always talking to myself. I never <laughs> shut up, you know, but <laughs> why it's important to, to do this in front of the mirror is a couple of reasons. Number one, it's going to help you break through uncomfort. So most of us have not been talking to ourselves in the mirror our whole lives. So it feels very unnatural and uncomfortable, but Once you start doing it every single day, it'll become easier. Number two, when you are saying these positive affirmations, having a positive conversation with yourself, which it always needs to be positive. I don't ever want you talking to yourself in the mirror and saying anything judgmental, anything negative. It always needs to be positive. 
But when you say it in the mirror, you're saying it into your own reflection as if you are speaking to your very best friend, somebody that you love so much, which is you, which should be you. And you might not believe it now, but over time, as you stick with this mirror practice, you will begin to understand that you are the person you love the most. You are your very best friend. And when you say affirmations to yourself or have a pep talk, a positive pep talk to yourself in the mirror, you are looking into your own eyes in your reflection. And then you have to choose to receive it. You have to choose to take a moment, let it in and receive it. Even if you don't fully believe what you're saying to yourself at the moment, over time, your mind will start to believe it to be true. Because our mind does not know the difference between a truth and a lie. We, we get to decide what we believe to be true. So over time, as we start to tell ourselves what we love about ourselves, what we're proud of ourselves for, we will start to believe it. And then that will become easier to refuse negative self-talk. So when you're out there in the world, when you're out there about to enter a difficult situation, an uncomfortable situation, an overwhelming situation, and you start to have imposter syndrome show up, you start to doubt yourself, you start you know, having those conversations in your head about how you're not good enough, no one's going to like you. It will be easier for you to stop those thoughts mid-thought and replace them with a positive affirmation if you are doing this mirror work at home. It's so true. So I'm a strong believer on the mirror work too. And I actually did this getting over an affair, like being oh my goodness. years ago though. But let me tell you something. I have kids, two girls, mm-hmm. and I sit with them on Sundays and we do mirror work, but it's, oh. it's not affirmations in the sense of like motivation, like nothing like that. It's like mm-hmm. we go through our body. I love yeah. and appreciate my eyes and they're saying it, but they're saying their names. Yes. It's so powerful. Like, oh my gosh, I love that you gave that advice, girl. I love it. And I love, like, I love so much hearing that you do that with your girls because that is what's going to shape them and the relationship that they have with themselves for the rest of their lives. Because absolutely not only like it's impactful for them to see you do it, but then for you to also have them do it alongside of you, they're building a practice of like, this is normal. This is how I speak to myself. This is how I view myself. And that like, imagine if everyone grew up doing that. Imagine the world. Yes. Like imagine the world that we would be living in and the relationship that we would all have with ourselves, how we would treat other people because of the relationship that we've built with ourselves. Like it's just, it's such a powerful tool. And I, and I also want to point out, like you said, it's, I love that you go through, like, I love and appreciate my eyes and you move down, you know, your entire body. There's so many different types of mirror work that you can do. Try them all and find what works for you and find what works for you on certain days, right? Like for some people, it really is having affirmations and saying those to themselves in the mirror. For some people that feels forced. And that's when I say, just talk to yourself, have a conversation with yourself and tell yourself what you need to hear. Right. But also it's so great to do mirror work when it comes to your body and for body image purposes, like really, yes. Like viewing your body, especially as women, right? Like we've We've spent our whole lives having other people, having society, having the media 
tell us what we need to look like in order to be beautiful, desirable, worthy, just of existing on this planet. You know what I mean? Like we have to deal with that our whole lives. So doing that work, like everything lies in the mirror, It's so which means that everything lies within you. And it's so crazy because we look everywhere else. We spend so much time. Yes. Like looking everywhere else for answers. And sometimes like the answer is the simplest form of just getting in front of the mirror. It's so, so I, I love that you do that with your girls. That I love that you so gave happy. this advice because yeah. it just, I completely resonate with it. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. Um, I really enjoy your energy and now having this conversation with you, I'm just like, I love her. I want to like kiss her on the forehead. <laughs> Um, hug. <laughs> is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners in regards to just feeling and being sexy? Yeah. I want to say if you're listening to this and you're feeling blocks come up around this idea of sexy, maybe you're feeling just a little bit uncomfortable with the fact that we keep saying the word sexy. I know it can be triggering for a lot of people, just this simple four letter word, sexy, allow, allow yourself to feel that way. It's okay. It's okay. And you're obviously listening to this episode for a reason, if you're still listening. Right. And what I really want you to understand and allow yourself to hear is that you are sexy just as you are right now. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to lose any weight. You don't have to gain any weight. You don't have to change the color of your hair. You don't have to get anything done. You don't have to change the way you dress. Nothing. You deserve and are worthy of feeling sexy just as you are right now in this very moment. I think that is so important for every single human, but especially women, to really understand. And then if you're hearing me and you're thinking to yourself, okay, Kelsey, I hear you, but like how I don't feel sexy. Like I understand that I, that you think I should feel worthy of feeling sexy, but I don't feel sexy right now. That's okay. That's why we have these practices in place. Like Sophia and I talked about how mirror work changed both of our lives. Really understand what boxes you've been living in. Do this work. Really what you're doing is you're building a strong foundation of self-love. And I always say like, and that's why I I call myself a self-love and confidence coach, because when you build a strong foundation of self-love and you really get clear on who you are, what you love about yourself, how you define yourself without any external opinions or expectations, that will build confidence. So that will build confidence in who you are, how you show up in the world. And when you walk out of your door, feeling more confident in who you are, you're going to feel sexier. It's like, it's, it's impossible not to, it's impossible not to. And then that's when you realize that you really get to define sexy on your own. You get to, you get to decide what it means to you. And I ask every single person that comes on my podcast, Every single one of them, I ask them, how do you define sexy now? Right. We have a whole conversation talking about what it meant to them when they were younger, how it changed throughout their life. How do you define it now? Not a single person has ever answered 
with anything that has to do with external appearance. Yeah. Superficial. Yeah. It's all a feeling that happens from within once you really learn to accept and love and celebrate yourself. So I think that that's just really what I want people to understand is that it's up to you how you get to define what sexy means to you. And if it feels uncomfortable right now, it's okay. Just know that you're worthy of doing these practices and being consistent with it. Self-love is not selfish. You are allowed to prioritize your self-love practices in order to feel more confident in who you are, which will then help you feel sexier than you've ever felt in your life. Absolutely. Well said. Thanks. Like I said, I could talk about this all day. (laughs) I love it. Um, So with that being said, I'm going to leave all of Kelsey's contact information in the call notes so you can reach out, make sure you guys listen to her, find your sexy. It's an amazing podcast. There's so much to learn from Kelsey. I hope you found this episode useful. If so, please share it. Thanks for tuning in again to another episode. Leave a review on wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. Also, you can find me on Instagram, hashtag aim the number four you ladies, or you can also follow me on LinkedIn at aim the number four you consulting. Until next week, continue to aim for you ladies and be well.